This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 244 of The Real Word. Word is up. You really, you hopped in there. I'm hopping in, and I'm hopping back on the appraiser topic in racket back on? number one. I didn't realize that you were ever off. I'm hop- hopping back on that wagon because it is just so good of a ride every time mm-hmm. we take it. And I'm not doing it, appraisers, just because you know it's a slow week of real estate content or anything like that. <laughs> I- I'm doing it because this this survey is valuable for us to get connected. Let's get on the same page, real estate appraisers. I'm still waiting for the debate from the last time we brought up and this is a different angle. So if, mm-hmm. if you've seen us cover the bias in real estate appraisals that has happened, that has been documented, New York Times and the like, Washington Post, many major publications have documented this. There are a group of appraisers that think it's erroneous that they're they're being pointed at for racial discrimination, but we've seen wide gaps. Okay. We've covered that. That's not the angle necessarily we're taking here. We're going to reference this realtor mag article that Nicole found, and it's why appraisers say we have targets on our backs. So there was a 2002 appraisal survey done by NAR, the National Association of Realtors a survey of more than 600 appraisers and 2,500 residential real estate professionals was conducted back in May. Now, only 3% of people polled, Nicole, Mm -hmm. report witnessing or experiencing discrimination in the appraisal process, okay? However, 16% say they believe such discrimination does exist Mm -hmm. despite not seeing it personally. Uh, property's owner race or color is the most likely catalyst for appraisal bias, but the survey respondents say an appraiser valued a home at one third less than the actual value after meeting the homeowner. This is just one respondent, so that's a, that's a one-off. That's not an overwhelming overall, consensus yeah. from this survey. Okay, uh, let's go through. Let's show it on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up if you're on YouTube. Let's show this chart, and we'll go through it if you're listening. In the past year, what have been the greatest challenges in your business? Please choose the top four and we'll give you the percentages. So appraisal management companies came in at 54%. So 54% of respondents said appraisal their boss, management pretty much. companies. Yeah. <laughs> their boss. Their boss is the biggest problem. Maybe it was a real estate because bo- remember real estate agents were in this study and they're just saying, hey, uh, you know, I can't get what I need out of these appraisal management companies. Now we know we've cited banks that have said, Hey, this is the number one issue we hear from agents. It's the number one issue we hear from the industry is appraisals. Okay. Number two, expanding regulations, interpretation of the regulations. That's 30%. Number three, Nicole, and I want your take on this Mm -hmm. at 27% pressure from real estate agents slash brokers. Hmm. What do you want my opinion on? Any any credibility there to that? I can't even imagine. I mean, I don't. I mean, unless like are they they're like showing up and like what they're getting like a, pressure a to come in at a certain number. <laughs> I don't I think a mean, knife. So, but it's interesting though because I I can see there being pressure though on the other side. Like, when are you going? When are you like? When are you going to get there? How fast will you turn this over? Why haven't you handed it in yet? 
Like I, I see more of the pressure on that side because I know that I've done that before where you're bothering somebody to get the actual appraisal in. Um, I don't know that I'd like to think that no one's actually putting the heat on them at the actual appraisal. You, you don't but believe that there are any agents? Let's be I fair 100% here. I 100% be believe that there are agents that are putting the pressure on. Yes. But I, in this situation, I feel like the pressure may be coming from the on the back end. Like, when are you mm-hmm. coming? How quickly can you get it in? Because again, there was a time at the peak of all of this that I swear to you, appraisals were taking, you know, two, three weeks or they have, I think, 14 days or to get them back in. So if you're really up against the clock and you put a 30-day close on there, I mean, that could really hinder a closing for sure. You, you believe the pressure is more time-related, not hitting the number related. You're letting the number fall where it may. I, I believe there's well, pressure I from don't, all different... I'm sure Angus. there's pressure there too. I just, I feel like within the last two years, I, I don't know that many people were worried about the number coming in. Um, yeah, but, but now, 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 now they would be for sure. Yeah. In the, co- in the comments, what's your interaction with an appraiser? How are you help navigate them to get to a certain number or get the appraisal back on time? What's your communication look like with appraisal? So number four was fee pressures, 27%. So like the pressure from agents and brokers, fee pressure is 27%. We know, hey, right now it's expensive to buy a home. If mm-hmm. interest rates keep rising, which which they are in this environment, where else can a buyer save money? Well, can I get a cheaper appraisal? That That's certainly going to be, and they have to go out to the property. There's probably not many more corners in appraiser's defense that they can cut. So appraisers, I hope you hear I'm, I'm being completely fair yep. on this one. Completely. High demand for appraisals. Truth. 26%. Yes. Especially the last two years. For sure. Big demand. Liability concerns. Yep. I I mean, potentially, right? I mean, they're saying that it is, right? Are you are you looking for me to have like an opinion on each of these? Is that what is that? <laughs> I'd oh, like you to jump in because because I am dying, dying. of something <laughs> in my throat. So if you could jump in and read the rest of these, that'd be great. Yeah, liability concerns is at 24%. Uh, lender requirements are at 23%. Adapting to changes in the market at 17%. See, I think that w- – I'm surprised that that one isn't a little bit higher on the list, um, especially within the last two years. I mean, changing to the market. And I guess then that would then cause the pressure. But um, appraisal challenges is 15%. Um, barriers to communication with lenders at 13%. Um, That's a big al- one. <clears throat> yep. Um, allegations of bias or discrimination in appraisal is 12%. So it is, it is, it is popping up here. Um, appraisal disputes at 11%. Um, I feel like I, I've never been in a situation where I've put an appraisal dispute in and then the appraisal has, appraiser has actually changed it. Have you? No, I've, I've gotten another appraisal appraiser in, gotten rid of that appraisal altogether Okay. And so clearly you were maybe swapping changed. banks and stuff like that's what no, you're same doing? bank, but just kicking and screaming like a wild man. Well, you that's your favorite thing, actually, probably <clears throat> in the world to do. So, sometimes what's best for the client is what's best for the client. Now, maybe if it's your own deal, you don't do that. No. Well, but the buyer <laughs> technically is the one that has to put the dispute in. Right. Yeah. So. Um, COVID restrictions is at 8%. Pressure from sellers is at 6%. 
increased use of technology is at 5%. Pressure from buyers is 4 Access to training and education is 3 Formulary approach is 2 And then bias discrimination in the transaction is 1 And then other – I wonder what all the others are. 14%. That's a, yep. that's a pretty anything. big That's a pretty big Every, number Everybody's there. got their own gripe. So if, if, if there wasn't something on this list – so in the comments you tell us in the past year, what have been the greatest challenges in your business as it relates to the appraisal process? We gave you all the major ones. You know, is there something else? Uh, is it bias? You know, you tell us what have been the, the greatest challenges. Um, Nicole, anything else with, with appraisers that wasn't listed here for you that, that's a significant challenge we're facing right now? No, I mean, again, I I, I would put the the time but again that would be that would be pressure that would be um again i you know I, there's nothing on here that i would add getting it back quickly or like right now yeah again i mean so i mean i was even having problems where it was actually sort of like the reverse like appraisers weren't taking the appraisal because the bank wasn't offering them enough money so there was and i would i don't know that i would put that <clears throat> under fee pressures but um they also were being worked so hard that they were able to say no. So um, whether that was a pressure or not, I don't know, because obviously they didn't feel the pressure to take all of the appraiser, appraiser appraisals, but... Um, it, it does matter. So right now, and I've referenced this on the pod before. Yeah. I'm selling my Connecticut house because I can't Airbnb it, and I'm buying another one. Yeah. But Nicole is my yep. agent on the purchase, and now my agent on selling the house. I was selling it off market. And you were a terrible agent. Well, I wasn't. There was no agents. I was selling it off. Well, market. I know, but that's the problem. I, I, again, right, that's why you hire into, agents. Let me get into that really quick. So <laughs> I actually went against my own advice. I always say you got to test the market. You're going to hit the highest price possible. Mm -hmm. I was like in this shifting market. I'm already setting a record. Should I just sell it off market? It'll be easier. Mm -hmm. I'll avoid you know some some expenses, this and that and the other thing. Well, now you're kind of wrapped into that one, that audience of one. And when yep. you have a real idiot as your buyer, which is what I had, right? Mm -hmm. you're now dealing with all this, like trying to wiggle out of different arrangements in the deal. So we terminated that deal, put it on the open market, sold it in a couple of days, a great buyer, a great yep. agent on the other side, Nicole being a great agent. Never go against your advice, which is my own advice. Test the market because you're going to find that what could there possibly be that one buyer who's the perfect match, who has been looking for exactly what you're selling today in the market and who's willing to pay the price that you're asking. Of course, they could, could be that buyer in the market right now, but you have to market to him or her. You have right. to get it out in the open market. You have to create competition. How I went against my own advice, it, it's blasphemy. It's It's, it's insane. I, I can't believe I did that. And so we go out, we get a great deal. Mm -hmm. We get a great buyer. But the only great. concern I had going back to this appraisal situation was is the appraisal. He's like, hey, I'm going to close in 30 days. I'm like, well, how are they going to get the appraisal done? Inspection. Right. <clears throat> we got the resale package with it being an HOA. And then they're going to get an appraisal done too. Nicole says, hey, we're working with so-and-so on the other side. We know she's a great agent. We've you've worked with her a bunch. Yeah, she's a deal maker. She, she knows her clients. She's not like just getting a client she doesn't know anything about. Yeah. She's asking enough good questions. She knows that this buyer is like it's everything I've been looking for. And oh by the way, 
between that conversation, and the conversation you had with the bank, it's this person has everything in, we're ready to go. We can order an appraisal immediately. And right. that's when you can get an appraisal done in 30 days Yeah, when you're dealing with, a, or a, a mortgage done, a closing done rather, when you're dealing with a bank in 30 days. <clears throat> and the banks, like we've talked about Tomo a bunch, that figure out how to shorten this appraisal process. And granted, a lot of it's on the buyer, but if they if they have the buyer's information to begin with, maybe there's there's some type of technology where it streams streamlines them getting the information over to them. Right, you might see appraisals happen a lot sooner. Yeah. I, I <clears throat> on to wrap up this article. Yeah, I would say appraisals have been pinched. I don't know if they've been unfairly, you know, the target put on their back unfairly. These articles that are in the Times and the Post exist for a reason. And the value of the entire appraisal process and how they're doing it can be debated. I'd still like to have that debate. Mm -hmm. uh, so appraisers, if you're listening, I'd, I'd still like to do a, a BAM debate on that topic. But I will say I feel for you in the sense that everything is getting pinched. It's all on your shoulders. And that certainly is an obstacle to the position that you're in. And I do recognize that. All right, before we go to racket number two, let's talk about prop stream. Nicole, oh, you, you don't want to I... talk about the desktop appraisals? Like we're skipping that hole. I'm surprised. Oh, oh, you're right. If you all and right, so, your graphs. If you go down on this article, let, let's go back. Let's take a step back into racket number one. Mm -hmm. And if you go into the article, which we'll link up like we always do in the show notes, there's another chart in here. How comfortable are you with the following desktop appraisals. 63% said uh, very uncomfortable. 13% 14% said neutral. 13% was between one and three, which is two, obviously, between, yeah. <laughs> between the very uncomfortable and the neutral. Um, so not many are very comfortable, Nicole, with desktop right. appraisals. Where, where mm -hmm. do you sit on that? Well, I, I mean, I sort of agree with them. I mean, there's so many things that you need to take into account, which you can only do when you get into the house. Um, I mean, we were talking about this even, la was it last week or two weeks ago? Even with agents not not seeing properties or companies that are buying properties without seeing them, um, there's certainly a value and there's certainly huge importance to being in the house. So I agree with them. I think, too, part of the reason that they're probably feeling a little bit uncomfortable with these desktop appraisals is that it really may make them feel as though that they're on the chopping block, too. So um, it's interesting because I think that that may be part of the reason that they're feeling uncomfortable with it. From an agent perspective in the comments, are you very uncomfortable, very comfortable, or neutral on desktop appraisals? Um, evaluations, non-appraisal opinion of value. So very uncomfortable, 55% of the survey said very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, appraisers, right? So <clears throat> of course, they're going to be very uncomfortable with non-appraisal opinion of value. You know what? This is where I got a problem with you appraisers. This is <laughs> insane. Okay, 55% of you have a big problem. You're very uncomfortable with evaluations, non-appraisal opinions of value. Your appraisal is just an opinion of value. I'll take an agent 
in the marketplace who's working it, working with buyers, working with investors, working with sellers in that market every single day, boots on the ground in that local market every single day over your appraisal and the documents and the papers and all the crap that you put together and charge for any day of the week. I'm taking that top agent who's in the game, their feel for the price, what what they're, the conversations they're having, the, the foresight they have on the market. I'm taking that every single time. Your throat must be feeling better because <clears throat> it's not. It was, I, I'm dying right it now. It was bothering you, and you were you were you were very sympathetic, like almost like empathetic. Like I never, and now all of a sudden you're it, the allergies that are yeah the allergies the fall allergies, allergies. help with empathy. Okay, yeah, so they, it's <laughs> AV, like it. AVMs, you know, so these automated valuation methods, forty five percent very uncomfortable. So yeah. so. I don't know. Evaluations, they're basically saying that they are more comfortable with AVMs than they are agent valuations. This is why people don't like you appraisers in the real estate industry when you make comments like that. All right. Before we get to racket number two, which is this is a wild campaign that we're going to cover from Mm -hmm. Realtor.com. Yep. Let's talk about PropStream really quick. Nicole, you and I yes. looked forever for data that would help us not only get more listings, but buy more deals. Oftentimes, they were too expensive. They didn't have the data that we needed. Then we found PropStream. It's the most trusted provider of real estate information on planet Earth. If you hit the link below, you can actually start your trial for seven days for absolutely free with PropStream. You can use script. Uh, skip tracing, which is only 12 cents or as little as 10% with the list automator for the contact information. So you can go out there, start generating leads, getting listings. And oh, by the way, buying some of these deals. I've said it before, this winter is such a huge opportunity for agents to go out and buy a bunch of deals. It's powerful data. It's targeted marketing. It's all in one place for you. Prop it like a top, right? You got the, I got you got my, the sunglasses over there, right? I do. I don't know where they, they came from, but props prop stream it, it says. Prop stream it. Prop we stream like it. prop it like a top. Maybe they can We do like prop it like a top. They should put that on there. But right now it just says prop stream it. All right. So prop stream hit the link below. Realtor.com, racket number two. We're really hot on Realtor. <clears throat> yeah, well, that was Realtor week. Mag and Realtor.com. They've got nothing That's, to do with each other. Well, it's still still hot on it they've got two new ad campaigns bobby play them both and let's react to them realtor.com i love this house but can we even afford it maybe jacob can finally get a job the house whisperer that's right ever since i was bitten by a house as a boy i can communicate with homes your next house told me you can find it on realtor.com this buying power tool shows us options in our budget I actually love this one. You're staying in school, Jacob. Realtor.com to each their home. I love how he says I could communicate with homes. It reminds me of the agents that say, I just love homes. So that's the funny part of of the campaign. But the brilliance in that one, Nicole, was the buying power tool. Do you think that resonates with buyers when you, and listen, this isn't anything out of the ordinary. 
but they're packaging it in a way that resonates with consumers right now that are struggling trying to figure out what can I afford when interest rates continue to change and prices are changing and everything's changing around me. They're packaging, Realtor.com's packaging it in a way that makes it easy for the consumer to understand. Oftentimes as agents, we got to stop with this realtor talk and we got to start coming at people with human talk. Okay, so what power do I have between behind my buying uh, potential, right? And so that's what they're doing there and just packaging it in a nice little button so you can find out what your buying power is in this current market. Realtor.com. There's so many houses for sale. Where do we even start? The House Whisper. That's right. I was raised in houses. Grew up in one. Now I help people find theirs. Your perfect house told me you could find it on the Realtor.com app. These filters narrow it down to the listings just right for us. Also, this house wants you to know all the missing socks. They're behind the dryer. Realtor.com. To each their home. I I mean, this one's funnier. I think it's way funnier. I was raised in one. I mean, (laughs) I guess everyone's not, but you know, I think if you're watching this, you probably were. Yeah. Uh, I think the feature on this one, though, these filters narrow it down for you. It's less uh, less sexy than the buying. Well, right, and it's saying that there's so many houses on the market, which may not actually be true at the moment. But um, I mean, everyone's looking for their socks. So um, again, I I think I I think it was. I do agree with you. I think this one was funnier. But this one was funnier. I think they miss on the opportunity to have a better package. They, I think buying power in this market mm, that's packaging something that's on a lot of people's minds so uh, i don't know I, I think they could have combined the two use the funnier one with the better package or, or you know we talk about tomo a lot but what they've done is just package uh products that exist and done a better job marketing of lock right. and shop yep. um you know the appraisal guarantee these types of things and agents right now you've got to make some guarantees you've got to do a better job packaging what you offer so that it makes sense to the consumers in this environment that we're moving forward in. Uh, I'd encourage you to, to look at what's what are the big companies maybe outside of the real estate space doing to package things that have always been uh, you know, traditionally there for the consumer, but they're articulating it in a better way. All right, Nicole, left, middle, right. You're ready. These are the headlines in politics. Real estate entrepreneurs and agents need to know. What do we have this week? We got one from CNN, and I feel like everywhere else in the world today. Um, Kanye West to acquire conservative social media platform Parler. Yeah, Kanye, or Ye, is acquiring Parler, the alternative social media platform favored by many conservatives. So Trump's got his Truth Social. Parler was uh, there before Truth Social. Uh, In fact, Parler was, you know, in the news when January 6th happened as like one of the platforms that were potentially used by a lot of these rioters who, you know, have since been incarcerated for their actions on January 6th. Why is this news important for real estate entrepreneurs? Because you're going to hear about Parler. You're going to hear about Rumble as the alternative to YouTube. One of the big Nelk boys who got banned from YouTube just ended up on on Rumble. If you, you don't know who the Nelk boys are, they're pranksters on YouTube who have amassed millions and millions of views. 
One of them got banned. He's now on Rumble. Um, you, you might have heard about uh, the app that Eric had me download. We talked about it on the walkthrough. It's called Be Real. Have you heard about Be Real, Nicole? Are your kids on Be Real? I've heard of Be Real. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most popular apps. So you're you're going to – and this, is, this pr- happens to agents all the time, Nicole. Oh my gosh, I can go do this and make a quick buck. Oh my gosh, I can go do this and make a quick buck. I just saw Glenn Sanford at EXPCon start talking about health. The whole thing was about health. I feel like he's just setting up another pyramid to get them to start selling some herbal life. I, I don't know. Oh. That might just be <laughs> that might just be a a random uh, psychotic thought that I had, but it's possible. Agents are like squirrels chasing the next nut, right? They're just going for the next thing all the time. Don't let news like this get you all of a sudden to download Parler for no reason. Maybe 3% of your time should be spent. And I know Eric, the broke agent, would disagree with me a little bit on this because he's a content creator. We, we disagreed a little bit on the walkthrough. He's like, you should test all these apps to learn from them. It might give you better content on the other app. I still think you need to spend the majority of your time on Facebook. That's where the baby boomers are. That, that's where the majority of the wealth is. That's where you can go find some some listings on Instagram because the majority of your sphere is probably on Instagram. You're going to get referrals from there. You're going to meet people your age on Instagram, on TikTok because it's clearly taking over, on YouTube. These are the four main ones. That's where 98 97% of your time should be. I wouldn't get on Parler thinking, oh, it's first mover advantage. I'm really going to you know, that's three, four years down the road before Parler can need anything in your real estate business. I downloaded Be Real, Nicole. Yep. Only because it got into the top five at the Apple App Store. Okay. So I'm like, okay, this could be like early TikTok. There could there could be something here. I downloaded it. It was <clears throat> the biggest piece of trash app I've ever seen in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. the user experience is awful on Be Real. I don't I think it's gonna be like uh What's the one there where you just talk? What's the one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Where everybody was hanging out. Yes. Yeah, what the heck is it called? We know what it's called. I think I took it off my thing. What's his name? Was loving on it. Was it Macy? Was he always having? Clubhouse. There it is. Clubhouse. Yes. You know, that's my feeling on it, but it got so big. So when you see something get in, like be real, maybe you should download it. When you see something get that big in the top five of the Apple App Store, that's when you start paying attention. That's advice from Gary Vaynerchuk I learned a long time ago. When I see that the, that it's actually not just possibly going to be popular, but that it is popular, there's still enough time to get in on those early days. Now, on the flip side, if 20 people in your sphere, in your past client group that you want to do business with in your community are like Nicole you should be on Parler. That's where we're spending all our time. Or you should be on Be Real. That's when you jump on there because there are people in your community that you want to do business with that are saying, hey, this is how you communicate with me. Right. But likely that's not the case. Likely they're on Instagram. Likely they're on Facebook. And that's why I would encourage you not to run to the next shiny thing. You got your, you got your, uh, Kanye's on your yays. What are the what's the shoe he's got? They, they, the I think Yeezy. No, yeah, I'm not. I don't have anything Yeezy. Nope. What do nope. you think of Yay these days, Nicole? I thought it was Yee. No. Kanye. Yay. 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 Then Kanye. 
I don't have I don't have an opinion on him at all, actually. No opinion. No, nope. just no playing opinion. it down the middle. See, that's why that's, you're great at left, middle, right. You just stay just, right in the middle. I don't have an opinion on him. He he's doing him. There's nothing that I can do to change him. So, um, you know, you just watch. You just pop the popcorn and you watch the show. All right, he should be able to get Parler for much cheaper than Elon is buying Twitter. All right, that's it. That's a wrap. That's it. We'll love see you guys. To, love to know what you guys think about that appraisal comment, uh, appraisal topic in the comments below. We appreciate you. Consider subscribing on YouTube to BAM, and we'll see you next week on the greatest real estate podcast ever. Ever. The see you guys. Word. Keep it real.